So probably more than any other service in the year, the Ash Wednesday service focuses on our sin and our need to turn away from it. The word sin, of course, encompasses everything in the world and everything in our lives that makes God sad. Uh, God is not a killjoy, quite the opposite. Uh, But sin grieves God because of the damaging and destructing influence of it. Uh, Not surprisingly, we don't really like to talk about sin. We don't like to focus on the things that we think and say and do uh, that are wrong. And so Ash Wednesday might seem kind of somber or even a bit uncomfortable. We're not only reminded of our sin, we're also reminded of our mortality. You have just heard these words spoken to you personally. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Repent and believe the gospel. Again, we don't really enjoy being reminded that we're going to die. And of course, there's a direct link between our sin and our mortality. Sin is like a hereditary disease that affects every human being. It affects every human being who has ever lived, and it always leads to death. No one avoids it. It's the ultimate statistic, isn't it? One in and one out. But we don't gather on Ash Wednesday to uh, just to hear the gloomy message that we're sinful and moving ever closer to death, because that would be pretty depressing, wouldn't it, if that's all we had to say. Uh, we're moving into the season of Lent. We're moving into the season when we prepare ourselves to experience first the sorrow and then the joy of Easter. For those who put their trust in Jesus, death will not have the last word. It won't be the end. If anything, it'll be the beginning. And it is the resurrection of Jesus that gives us that assurance. Jesus has gone before us. He's already been on that journey. So yes, we're talking about sin and death. We're talking about our mortality, but we're doing so through the lens of the cross. In our passage from Joel, we see God's heart. We see what he wants from us, and we see ultimately what he wants for us. We hear God speaking through the prophet Joel to a nation that has turned away from God and has rebelled against God at every opportunity. Listen to verse 13 again. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. And he continues, who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing. In other words, this calamity that's coming on Israel, it can be avoided. Uh, And for us, uh, maybe this calamity that is death can be avoided. Uh, Who knows, says the prophet Joel. Who knows, maybe it can be avoided. Well, we know. We know. We know because we're reading this in the light of Jesus. His life, his death, his resurrection, his sure and certain promises. We know that there's a way to avoid this calamity that is death. And the way is Jesus Christ. If we repent and put our faith in Jesus, God will transfer us from death to life, 
from darkness to light. And so we begin this season of Lent with heartfelt repentance, turning away from all that we know to be wrong and the desire to walk more closely with Christ. Ash Wednesday helps us to take sin seriously and respond appropriately. Today is a wake-up call. There is sin in our lives, and it needs to be dealt with. And the season of Lent is the time to do that. Of course, any time of the year we ought to be dealing with sin in our lives, but we focus on this particularly uh, during Lent. As Christians, we are saved, but we're not yet made perfect. And so we must wage war on the sin in our lives. Today we've repented. The uh, uh, Greek word for repent means a change of mind. The Hebrew word for repent means a change of action. And I think we can see that you can't have one without the other. If you change the way that you're thinking, then you'll change the way that you live and vice versa. Lent is a time if you like, to hit the reset button, uh, to make a concerted effort to live the life that we've been called to live. And you might say, yeah, but Lent only lasts about six weeks. Aren't we always called to live that life? Well, yes, we are. But by making a concerted effort during Lent, we form good habits that stay with us. If we do Lent well, it'll be life-changing. If we do Lent well, It'll be life-changing. God isn't interested in tokens. Again, verse 13, rend your heart and not your garments. The Jews used to uh, tear uh, or rend their clothes as a sign of uh, mourning or of repentance. Uh, But repentance can just be a show that we put on to get ourselves out of trouble. Uh, God is not interested in that. He wants genuine change. He wants his people to turn away from their selfishness and evil. Verse 12 says, Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. There's nothing wrong with fasting and weeping and mourning, but without a change of heart, it amounts to nothing. The Lord would say to us, Return to me with all your heart with all your heart. For many, uh, Lent is just about giving up chocolate or coffee or wine or TV. Really? Is that going to make us more holy? I can think of some better things to give up based on whatever your personal struggles happen to be. How about giving up pride, anger, lust, Pornography, gossiping, laziness, workaholism, materialism, stinginess, resentment. How about giving up those things? If you think that your biggest vice is chocolate or coffee, then you are really deceiving yourself. So let us use this point in the Christian calendar to ask ourselves this question. What is it that I'm struggling with? What is it that's preventing me from living the life that God would have for me? Not just in terms of the things we do, but also in terms of the things that we fail to do. So what I propose is this. During this season of Lent, we give up something and we take up something. 
we give up some persistent recurring sin that is marring and spoiling our life, getting in the way of our relationship with God, probably uh, um, causing problems in our relationships with others. We give that up, whatever that thing happens to be for us. And we take up a Christian discipline that will bring us closer to God. And those two things, the thing that we, the sin that we give up and the uh, discipline that we take up can be directly related. Why not give up pride and take up humility or replace anger with peace or unhealthy lust with genuine love or replace gossiping with building up others and encouraging them? Trade laziness for self-discipline, stinginess for generosity, resentment for forgiveness, whatever it is that you're struggling with. Wouldn't that be so much more powerful than giving up chocolate? Ash Wednesday is a wake-up call. We are sinful and we need to change. Let's use this season of Lent as the catalyst for that change. Remember in a course that we don't do it in our own strength. We do it in God's strength and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we recognize that every single one of us struggles with something. There is something that every single one of us needs to give up. And the best way to do that is by taking up a discipline that brings us closer to you during this season of Lent so we can form good habits and break the old bad habits and bring about lasting change. And we pray now, Lord, that Lent will be life-changing for every person in this room. We pray that you'll work powerfully in our lives, bringing about the change and the transformation that you long to bring. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.